Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 452. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here this morning. This morning. Oh my gosh. Danielle, I've never said that here before. I guess I'm time stamping this episode. (laughs) And I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest, Danielle Furman. And I didn't even ask before we jumped in. Did I even say that right? See, I got so excited that I skipped over the most important part. Do I say your name correctly? Yes, you, you did a great job. It's perfect. And thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to be here with you this morning, Kim. Oh, you're so welcome. Danielle is a color and style expert from Reflections of You. And oh my gosh, right away, I got to say, I am here recording in a t-shirt and sweatpants. So I feel almost out of place. Like, <laughs> it's well, all nobody, but nobody's seeing you. If we were on video, then, you know, maybe so. But right now you're you're fine. Thank you for giving me that. Yeah. And I and I just look too, it's all gray. And I've been trying to change the colors in my wardrobe and in my life and all of that. But I would love before we jump into why what you do is so important, because I, I've, I know it is. I'd love to ask you to share how you got into this and what your journey has been with the listeners. Okay, great. Well, I've been doing this work for almost 30 years, which is pretty crazy. And um, how I got involved with all of it is that about 30 years ago, I had my colors done and it had made such a profound difference in the way that people reacted to me and the way that I felt about myself, my self-confidence really shined. I mean, it just grew immensely just because people were reacting to me differently and wanting to be around me in a different way. And I thought that, you know, having my colors done would be totally, you know, crazy. Oh, yeah, like that's really going to make a difference. But it really does. Because if you wear colors that do not support your inherent coloring and your authenticity, then what happens is is that you're kind of putting up invisible walls between you and the people that you're meeting with. Whether you're on stage or meeting with a client, going on a date trying to close a sale it's you know it's all about really sales of yourself being authentic I love that and listeners we're not talking about going to like the cosmetics counter at the department store and getting your colors done like we're not talking about getting your face done but actually what colors look best next to your skin tone right and really pull out your personality and just well, not necessarily personality, maybe. I w- it, is, it is your personality, too, because what happens is when you are wearing your colors, um, and actually it's even the correct styles of clothes. So when you're doing those two things, it's going to make a big difference because just because something is, I'll say, trending, like when you go to into a store and go, oh, that's so cute. It may look good on somebody and it may, you know, somebody else, it may not look good on you. So you have to really know what you're looking for and what your styles are so that even when something's trending doesn't mean that it's the best thing for you to wear. Thank you. 
I have to share with you, I won't share the site name. They they are amazing, but I don't like shopping at okay. all, Danielle. I just, I actually won't name any of the stores, but I don't like clothes shopping because I I don't like trying things on. I, I don't read fashion magazines. I'd rather just be comfortable in what I'm wearing. And on days like today, that's what winds me up in a in a t-shirt and sweatpants because I'm comfortable. But obviously, I mean, we're going to meet at an event in just over two months. And I've been to a few events in the last year. So I had to get some other clothes besides pajama pants, sweatpants, and t-shirts to wear. <laughs> so I found this website online and they asked me actually what my favorite colors were. They asked me for all my social media links so that they could go check me out. And they sent me a box of stuff. And one of the articles that I got was just made me feel so outside my skin because it was very trendy with what was going on at the, at the moment. And I mean, my, my shoulders were exposed but I was like, oh my gosh, I just spent mm. all this money on this. For some people, those dresses look absolutely fantastic. But I guess one of the things that I didn't put on my profile was, I'm a mom of five. I've had three babies in the last, you know, three years. Please don't put me in anything like that. But if we're not comfortable in what we're wearing, color or style wise, then how can we be our true self, right? Right. And the thing is, it's like, you may, I mean, I've taken, you know, a few of my clients shopping or many of my clients shopping and there are things that they would have never looked at. You know, they have would pass it by and not try it on, be willing to even try it on because I will make you try it on whether or not you like it because you might just have a whole nother perception once you put it on and go, wow, I had no idea that that would look good on me. Or I had no idea that that style would be great for me. You know, I've passed been passing it up. So it's good to have somebody with you that can that knows that because, you know, it, it will break you out of your box. And I might have you try on something like what you were just describing. And then we would look at it and talk about it. You know, but the thing is, too, is if you're totally uncomfortable in something, you're not going to feel confident. You're not going to be expressed. So you really want to wear something that's going to make you feel your best and be authentic in your own skin. Well, seeing as this is positive productivity and I tend to share a little bit more than I should, it was a it was a button down dress and I'm sitting there during one section and I realized a couple extra buttons <laughs> and uh-huh. the top have become undone. So, oh my gosh, I am sharing a whole lot more about me. With, with the group that I intended to. <laughs> well, like, that's good. Yeah, I guess. Look at me. Um, and look at my added assets here that I've got. But yeah, I had fun. And I also got a pair of shoes from them. And I would have never tried them on. But those were actually once I remembered again how to walk in heels. It was amazing. Mm, but it took okay. a little bit. But they also had open toes. And before I went, it actually gave me the added excuse of going out and getting a pedicure, which when we're in the entrepreneurial mode, like hurry up and work, get it all done. You know, you might you may or may not have time to go pee today. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I need to take some time for self-care. Yeah, I mean, getting a pedicure is one of my favorite gifts to myself. I mean, I will 
I do my own nails because I don't like how other people do them, but get, having a pedicure is the best ever. How do you, when you go out in public then, Mm -hmm. let me back up for a second. I was an interior architect for 10 years before I got into this line of work. And I found myself sitting in spaces looking at the details. You know, how well did they connect this and this? Mm -hmm. Was that the right color selection? Is this the right fabric selection? Do you find yourself doing that when you're going out, like looking at people's clothes and just wishing that you could work with them for a few minutes? Sometimes. I mean, I try not to always do that. But then again, I'm I'm with friends that will be sitting next to me that will say, so what do you think about that? You know, and then so we have a conversation about it. Yes. I mean, what I've noticed the most is how many people wear black. And because they find it an easy go to color, um, they think that it's slimming. Um, there's just like all this stuff that goes around black. And when you're in an environment such as, as a, you're going to like a seminar or something and, you know, at least a third of the people are wearing black, you know, where are you standing out? Really what you're doing is blocking that energy from people to connect with you and having you, you know, see you at, at your best and seeing you for who you are. So it's it's an interesting dynamic because everybody does have their own form of black. It's just not black. It can be brown. It can be burgundy. It can be a forest green. It could be eggplant. It, you know, it can be diff- way different colors than what you think. And so when you're wearing something that doesn't support really who you are, it just doesn't land very well to other people. Can turquoise be black? Not or are normally. are you talking about a neutral color? More of a neutral color that doesn't necessarily have a lot of, I'll say, what's the word? Um, a lot of energy to it. Okay. But, you know, like my, I can wear black. I just don't really wear it very much. But my neutral colors are eggplant, brown, like a burgundy, you know, just darker on a darker, darker range. And so when you ask about turquoise, there is a form of like, let's say a teal that can be, if it's dark, like on the darker range of it could be considered a black for somebody depending on their coloring right yeah when I'm going darker colors or more neutral I tend to go gray I did not own an article of black clothing actually until I went to college in Chicago and a lot of my classmates were from New York so they showed up with their whole black wardrobe just because I mean they were they had interned during some summers at the architecture firms and had seen a lot of black and started working it into their wardrobe. So by the time I graduated, I had a fair share and then I moved to New York myself and all of a sudden black. Like, Well, everybody in New York wears black. What they say, the further east you go, the darker the colors get. And, you know, everybody goes, well, I have to wear black because I live in in New York or something, but you don't. And that's kind of a fallacy. I know black is really easy to find in New York, but you know, I worked with an attorney that lived actually in Sedona and he, you know, wore black, gray, 
and navy because he said these are the colors that you wear in court. But that's just kind of a pre-made, I want to say, dress code. And so his coloring didn't really feel good. I mean, it just wasn't the coloring to wear those colors. And so we ended up, I begged him to get like a dark olive green suit. And he was like kind of fighting me a little bit, but he ended up doing that and he looked amazing. And he walked into court, the judge noticed him, the clerks noticed him and he won his case. So it, he, he came back out and he just says, I'm like shocked that anybody would even notice me, you know, and these were people that he saw all the time because he was in court all the time. And so he was sold, you know, he really saw that wearing the right colors could make a difference and that it didn't have to be the black, you know, the, the black, black, it could be his form of black. And he wasn't held in contempt of court for being offensive to the eyes. (laughs) No, he wasn't. Not at all. No, no. Actually, I think people really embraced him. And the thing is, part of it was that he was wearing his eye color. And so the eye color creates connection, credibility, and trust. And so when you're wearing that color... And you're in court, especially, I mean, you know, he's connecting with the jury in a different way. That is so fascinating. My eye color is brown. Yeah, we're brown. You just have to find the right color. I'm just thinking about my own wardrobe right now. I have absolutely no brown. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your picture right now and just going, please don't wear black and please don't wear gray. Okay. Well, I told you before we actually got on the recording, I'm like, I need to talk to you. Right. So we'll, we'll talk some more. Yeah, definitely. I am so intrigued. I watched a few episodes of, say, What Not to Wear. Uh-huh. And I could have been any one of those people that was on there. <laughs> okay. Like my wardrobe. Listeners, you know I'm very transparent. I mean, I, I will go the easy route, what I call the easy route for clothes anytime. Like to the point where I'll walk into my grocery store, which is, which for the longest time was really just food. It, I think this is happening all over the country. And I wonder if it's happening all over the world too. But more and more groceries are, grocery stores are branching out to offering more than just food. So I'll see the, you know, the sale rack of t shirts. Oh, I like that color. Or, oh, I like that color. Oh, into the cart it goes just because it saves me a trip from another store. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I think that we've all done that. But what I ask my clients is how many clothes do you have in your closet that still have tags on them? Because, you know, you bought it and you liked it. But then when you brought it home, you could didn't really have anything to wear with it. And then you also maybe don't like it as much. And then you never return it either. So I help prevent that from happening. That's I don't not what happened any... to me. Oh, it hasn't. <laughs> no, I'm okay. kidding. Well, I'm there. kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Actually, I bought a whole bunch of t-shirts and shorts to, just to take for when I was not at an event at, at the actual event in San Diego this past April. And I got out to San Diego and I realized I don't know where they went. I could have sworn I put them in my suitcase. 
Well, my husband told me on day four, he's like, oh, I found your your bag of T-shirts and shorts. And somehow it got misplaced even again before I got home. That's what happens in a house of five kids with kids who take care of the laundry. And it just (laughs) surfaced itself a couple weeks ago. Thank goodness, because it's been like 1995. So when Uh I say, no, that's never happened to me. Oh, yeah, it has. I mean, one of our family friends bought my girls Christmas dresses. And... We put them where we thought would be somewhere safe. Uh-huh. Listeners, I know you've never happened this. I had this happen before. You put the Christmas presents or the holiday presents somewhere, quote, safe. And then you find them three years later. I have yet to find those Christmas dresses. And that was two years ago. My God. Yeah, I get I sometimes like will put something away so that I won't lose it. But I know it's somewhere, but I can I can't find it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, we actually had it happen this past Christmas. I don't know what he was thinking, but he, my husband hid some Christmas presents. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, we're rapping and we're like, why is there an uneven count? Mm-hmm. Listeners, please tell me that I'm not alone. I mean, we, I learned this from our, my parents. The kids have to have an even count of presents because or else one of them feels like they got chipped. Well, we couldn't find them. And then my boys came back from their dad's on Christmas and they go down to their room to put the presents away. And one of them says, I just found some boxes on my bed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know where they came from. And we just sort of look at each other and we're like, oh, that's where they went. Okay, that's so funny. Oh my gosh. And you're not even really hiding them either. They were just in a room and they weren't really like hidden. Yeah, no, my older boys share a bedroom in our basement, and the kids uh-huh. never go down there. Okay. We, we have two bedrooms in our basement, but my youngest of the, of my oldest is 12, and we moved into our house when he was eight, and he didn't want his own bedroom down there, because it was the basement. So, I think it drives my 15-year-old crazy at this point, because he's still sharing a bedroom with his brother, who's three years younger. I've been there. I had, I shared a bedroom with a sister who was a neat Uh freak she would make my bed with me still in it just so she wouldn't have to look at it anymore that is so funny oh my gosh yeah and I adopted the sort of clutter piles from my parents which have been disappearing except for the fact that my children make it what are your colors so you said that you'll wear brown and burgundy but what are what are your colors I'm curious my colors are more like a jewel tone colors. Like I have a teal, eggplant, brown. You have your skin tone colors. You get a red. You get dramatic, supplementary, low-key colors, just depending on how you're you're feeling. Um, my colors, because of my coloring and my personality, are a little bit darker than somebody like you. I mean, I already have a sense of some of your colors, but, or like your personality, just talking to you and looking at your picture, because what I also do that goes along with me working with my client, I have an assessment that I use to get to know the person before I actually meet them, because a lot of times I don't know the the clients that I work with. So this gives me a lot of information to let me know, like, 
what their energy levels are like and do they like sparkle is that important and just it gives me a lot of basic information about the person so so when I look at you you just seem like and your voice too is very soft and I just see you wearing more things that are more feminine and soft than something really hardcore thank you I love that yeah and I'm not really a sparkle person but I I told you listeners you know already too things just come out of my mouth my girls are watching shimmer actually no I can't even just put it on my girls if this is your first episode listening I have three-year-old twins who are boy girl and then I have a four-year-old daughter so I have three who are going through all the newest children shows and books and brands like it's a total readjustment having gone through Mm -hmm. it a decade ago with boys like I I, this is all new to me thankfully Barbie is still around that's all I got to say about that (laughs) but there's this new show and and characters shimmer and shine and when you said sparkle and I'm gonna it's not your fault I already had to listen to multiple courses of it this morning my three-year-old son has been singing shimmer and shine whoa listeners you can thank me lately if you have children this age but that's where my sparkle comes in and that's okay it can stay right there Uh (laughs) (laughs) my my husband just sort of looks over at me every time and he's like "Mm, david you need to find a new song he's like so mom doesn't sing Oh, Spongebob. Yeah, we. I, I actually turned on Spongebob the other night. So now he's learning the Spongebob theme song. I was like, well, does G.I. Joe have a theme song? And I'm not trying to stereotype boys, people. I'm not. But my yeah. husband, I mean, he's just having a little bit of a difficult time with my my three-year-old son singing endless refrains, choruses of the Shimmer and Shine theme uh, song. Well, yeah, you just have to change the program so that he yeah. can sing to a different song. Yeah, I think I just need to bring back Reading Rainbow. That would be awesome. Which one? Reading Rainbow. From, I don't know. I'm almost 40. So when I was growing up, PBS had this fabulous show, Reading Rainbow. And it wouldn't, you know, it's talking about the they would read books every ta- every episode. And it was just a great show. And it would be educational and not Shimmer and Shine. Shimmer and Shine. Okay. I don't know if it's Hasbro or Mattel. Please don't sue me. That's all I got to say about that. We okay. still love your show. <laughs> yeah, I have. I don't have kids, so I haven't necessarily gone through all of you know those different kinds of programs. I take care of my friends' kids, so when I'm there, they you know there's all different kinds of programs on uh-huh. that I've never seen before, and I just went oh, and I actually kind of like them because they're a lot of them are educational and it's fun. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you had your colors done. What did you say? Almost 30 years ago? I've had them done uh, quite a few times. And especially when you're going through school, you have everybody doing your colors to see if they're doing it right. But I had them done, yeah, originally like 30 years ago. And they're, they're different now than they were when I first got them. Why would you think that that happens? And, and I actually have a stack question for that. I'm, okay. going, I'm going gray. So... Are my colors going to need to adjust as I let my grays stay? Yes. So what happens when, I want to say when you're, just as you age, I would say every 10 years you should get your colors updated if, if you've had it done. 
But what happens is your skin tones change. And when you get older, your eye color can change some and your hair color can change. But what I do talk to my clients about that if they color their hair, you know, is it going to stay like that? Because if it keeps changing, then it's going to be hard to do your colors because the colors are not necessarily going to look the best on you if you keep changing your hair color. If you do it, do your colors one way, you know, with your hair color, let's say being brown, and then a month later you feel like you want to change the colors again and, you know, hair color to red or maybe add, you know, purple or something to your hair color. It's going to, it is going to affect how the colors that you have you know, how they look on you. That's such an interesting point. Yeah, so I recommend that they either stay with the color that they have or go back to their natural color. If they really don't like their natural color, then go to a color that works for them. And so we will have a conversation about that. You know, because I actually, I think probably five or six years after I went to school and stuff, I was coloring my hair and I put, um, I was making it warmer than it was like putting kind of a red color in it. And my teacher peer friend was, you know, doing my palette and she said, okay, well, what do you want to do? And I said, well, if I'm telling everybody to be authentic, then I need to go back to my natural hair color. So that's what I did. You know, and there's those moments that I would love to, you know, streak it with purple and stuff, which I could probably do because I have it in my palette. But I don't know that I would. Yeah, I I feel like for me, and, and I don't, this could come out wrong, just write it off as foot in mouth. Okay. But I do everything very authentically and for me. And for some people putting a streak of purple and it's very authentic and it's really showing their true personality. But for me, it mm-hmm. would just be like, who am I trying to be today? Cause that is not me. Right. 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 So I totally appreciate that. When I was going through high school, I was trying to trying is the keyword to dye my hair different colors. And I wound up with so many bad dye jobs because it was, I just bought it at the drugstore. I wound up with orange by accident and wow the wrong shade of red and yeah i can't even see you see you in those colors at all oh no it was bad it was bad (laughs) like to the point that i think i think my mom actually took me to the salon to get my hair fixed thankfully i don't think i ever had a green experience but i do remember going to a salon when i was working in new york to actually get a home uh, dye job repaired because mm-hmm. it came out purple. Wow. Wow. I don't dye my, <laughs> that's why I don't dye my hair anymore. Well, if you're going to do it, you go to, go to a salon so that they know what they're doing. I actually do my own because I, I know how to do it and it always comes out really good. And you can't tell that you can't even tell that my hair color is being dyed except for when it starts growing back in. I think I'm pretty white, but I have no idea, but I refuse for me personally. I just refuse to let myself go gray in this moment. Yeah. I, I've been joking with my children that each one of the new gray hairs that comes out in my, the three-year-olds and the four-year-old, oh my gosh, they're the worst at pointing out the new ones. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, that one has your name on it. Can you see it? So they'll get really close. I don't see it, Mama. I'm like, well, it does. Mm-hmm. It's written right there. I can see it. And that one and that one and that one, too. So I, I, we've had our ups and downs and oh, so many of them. And I'm like, I have earned these. I actually don't call them grace. They're my platinums. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, you know, I I see so many women that are, you know, letting their hair grow out, and they're stunning. They're It's beautiful. And I actually think that I would have that because I've seen my my relatives, you know, do that. I, but I'm just not ready, especially because I'm dating still. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine really showing up to a date with... Um, there's got to be a better expression than this, but basically skunkhead, right? It's because you either have to, die, if you're letting it all grow out to like to that, you either have to let it die or come out naturally, or just get everything besides the roots with the new color. So right, that could be pretty interesting. I mean, I know people that have shaved their head because they, you know, Ooh. they don't want to go through that experience, so they end up shaving their head and letting it grow out that way. Wow. I'm not that brave. Neither am I. I had a pixie cut right before college. I don't know what I was thinking. Do you also talk about hairstyles with your clients? I do. I refer people to a, you know, a hairstyle person. But yes, I will talk to them about that. I talk mostly more about the color of their hair versus the style. But if they want to get a haircut, you know, we'll talk about it. And then I'll refer them out to somebody that I know will do a good job. Can you talk to my 15-year-old? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I, yes, I, of course I can. Why? Yeah. What's, the, um, what's the issue He's a boy. There? He's decided to oh. grow it out. So we joke with him oh. about how he's going to have a, a man bun. I was going to say, is he doing that? I think he will have no choice. Oh, Okay. Just because his dream career is a major league baseball umpire. But if his hair is in his face, then he won't be able to make good plays. Right. Yeah, well, that might change, too, as he gets older. He's Mm -hmm. probably just going through a phase right now. Oh, and I'm sure that's definitely the case because he's also seeing how much some of them make. And I've been having that conversation of, well, let's take the money outside. Or out of this. Is it really what you want to be doing? Uh-huh. And Is it? Oh, for right nowadays. So, okay. Well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And I love that it's not... Growing up myself, it was... I didn't know anything more than the, than the college career path. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, there's a school for umpires. But I love that it's not necessarily the traditional route and that he'll hopefully find himself. And I didn't find myself till I was 30. So whenever he finds himself, good for him. Right. right. I mean, I've had like five different kinds of careers. So I would love to hear about that. Would you mind sharing? Sure. My first job was working in an orthodontic office. I used my orthodontist hired me. I worked for him for about four years and I loved it. I the best part about it was working in the lab. I made all the appliances for the patients and that was so much fun because it was just I want to say it was being creative and I create and I you know did all the models, got them all prepped so that they looked beautiful and it was really fun. 
And then from there, I started and, and I did everything in, in the dental office. So I went into an accounting arena and I've, you know, done that on and off for since 16. And then I have done healing arts where I was a massage therapist and just doing healing work. And I love to learn and and I'm really into studying nutrition. Like I will da- read everything and download stuff to see what's better than not. And so I, you know, I have a lot of information. I haven't done anything with it. Sometimes I want to. And then I've done animal communication classes because I thought that I wanted to do that as my career, really working with animals. So when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a vet or I wanted to be a dolphin trainer, but it didn't happen. So that's okay. Which actually just gave me some clarity. I'm not going to share what it is. Oh, because of my email because address? Because of your email address. Yeah. It's like, huh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by animal communicator oh it's the best thing ever if you ever have any issues with animals you know like with your animal and you want to know what's going on like why those problems are happening or if they're sick they can actually tell you what's going on so that you can help Mm -hmm. them better when you take them to a vet we have not only five kids but we have five cats oh my gosh yeah and this is gross, but just we have cat issues. Okay. Uh-huh. So we were going to rehome three of them this weekend, but they just got wow. so lovey and we just couldn't bring ourselves to do it. So we're going to be taking some steps to be fixing our cat problem. And I actually found this weekend, and I know this is completely off of the That's topic. Okay. You know, those Febreze things that you can plug into your wall to make your uh-huh. house. They actually have those for cats that put out a calming scent. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Is it lavender? I don't know. We actually haven't got one yet. I was just researching ways to help stop the issue. Okay. I was like, that is so intriguing. My husband and I both love the way that lavender smells. So that would be awesome. But I know that there's just too many to be totally fair to all the beings in this house. It's not Uh a super small house, but there's 12 of us living in this house. Actually, 13 with the dog. I forgot to mention the dog. Okay. (laughs) So it's just a lot of stuff going on all the time. And at any given moment, any one of the humans or animals can just feel like they're not getting their space. Right? Mm. Yeah. Well, I can give you when you know, away from here, I can give you the information about that too. I have a really great person that you could talk to. I would love that. Okay. So you, you shared the story about the attorney. I would love uh-huh. to hear. Do you have one more story that you can share with us about a client who you did their colors and helped them and saw? Yes, I have many stories, but I have another one. She had kind of light brown hair, green eyes, fair skin, kind of freckles and stuff. And she was wearing black and white and red. And she was very strong personality. And so wearing those colors, it just made her unapproachable. And so what happened was she had her colors done. And truthfully, she didn't like them. But 
she said that she would try them. We went shopping. She got some amazing things. And people were starting to approach her so differently, like, oh, my God, you look so soft. You look well-rested. You look like you've lost weight. You are so much more approachable. And she's like, what? What do you mean? She goes, yeah, you just seem a lot friendlier than you did before. It wasn't that you weren't friendly, but it wasn't that easy to approach you, or at least that's how it occurred. And she was shocked because she still really liked all the colors that she used to wear. And so she ended up getting rid of everything in her closet that didn't support her. And to this day, I mean, her closet doesn't have one thing in it anymore that does not represent her. Because she knows, like, what a huge difference it makes. And she shares about it all the time. Because she knows that, you know, when you're in business or meeting people for the first time, it's important to connect with them. And it's important to, you know, it's almost like a respect for the other person when you're wearing things that really create that credibility and trust. Because when you're wearing things that on stage and things like wild prints that don't relate to you, you're not going to connect to the person and you're not going to listen to what they have to say, even if the message is really great, because it's such a distraction. So that's what I would say. I'm over here just so intrigued because... Listeners, you've heard me talk about it in the new media summit. I went in September and I wore clothes that weren't necessarily my style. I went back in April of 2018 and I I didn't go shopping before. Well, I did, but you Mm -hmm. already heard about how I accidentally (laughs) left the bag of t-shirts and shorts at home. And that wouldn't have been anything that I took with me anyway. But to the event, I wore clothes that I was comfortable in and were the colors that I love. I'm so mm-hmm. intrigued now to know. Like I took all turquoise tops. Maybe that okay. wasn't the right choice. Well, I'd rather you wearing that than black. Yeah, for sure. But I actually was approached by a few of the other icons who had been there also in September. And they're like, Kim, you're a different person was changed. But I had also stepped because I was wearing what I was comfortable in. And I was wearing the colors that I liked. Mm -hmm. But now I'm sort of curious. I mean, the next event is just two months away now. Like, what? what's the difference? I would love to hear, by the way, oh, you look so rested. Did you lose weight? Okay, for the losing weight, I know that there's some action I need to take. I was (laughs) laughing when you said you're interested in nutrition because my husband did bring my cup of coffee and my, quote, breakfast out to me. It was a Pop-Tart. Okay, yeah, those are horrible, girl. So there's things that I need to do on the fitness and nutrition side okay. to make that happen. But without having to put on a lot of makeup, I mean, makeup, it's just going to happen. But to be able to naturally, just by the colors and the, the selections, that would be amazing. I'm uh-huh. so intrigued. Listeners, you can't tell me that you're not intrigued. And I would actually, and I know Danielle would love to hear as well. To hear your feedback and how intrigued you are. So I want to invite you before I forget to go over to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP452 and let us know what you got out of this episode. Just leave a comment below the show notes. I would love to hear and I'll forward any of your comments on to Danielle. 
oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I want to be getting out there more. Um, We just bought our house so I can actually be going to more events because it's not the stressor anymore. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I'm so intrigued. So can I just tell you one more thing? Please. So you can take the color palette that you get for your personal wardrobe, but you can actually use it in your home and decorating, like painting walls or buying couches or even buying a new car, you know, getting a color that is in your color palette. So when you're driving around, you look good. (laughs) Can I get rid of the other six people in my house so it works for me? Yes, you can. Or get my husband his own room. You just have to find that one room that's yours. And the bedroom is the woman's domain. So the bedroom is where you get to play and do your coloring. But if the rest of your family had their colors done, then you could actually like intermingle everything so everybody feels comfortable or you give everybody their own space to do their own colors. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I actually feel like the bedroom is not my domain. I love that you say it is. My husband and I shared our office, but the kids were just making him crazy. So he actually moved his quote office into our bedroom. Uh, so okay. I think I'm just going to kick the kids out of my office because this is really where I play. I relax and I have my armchair out here for reading. I have my desk. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a great place. Like you can get artwork that has really your coloring and stuff. And actually my friend and I came up with this amazing idea that when somebody gets their color palette done that we create art for them from it, like an art piece. Isn't that cool? I know I'm so excited about it. And I was actually just reading, well, I'm still reading because I've already talked about it on numerous episodes, Lingo by Jeffrey Shaw. He's talking about speaking the secret language of your perfect clients, of your ideal clients as a way to attract them to you. But he was a very high-end portrait photographer in Greenwich, Connecticut. And what he actually started doing was when he would deliver the holiday photos for the or like the holiday cards, you know, the picture cards that they uh-huh, would send yeah. out? Uh-huh. He would actually look all around town, or he, he was in Greenwich, so he could go down to Manhattan if he needed to, to find the perfect pen color, but not just like a big, but like a, a nice pen that would match the um, the colors on their return. Oh, I Just love that. so it would match. I was like, nice. that is an amazing idea. But can I would love to have even a pen that matched my colors. I've been sitting here. This is episode 452. Mm-hmm. I have been meaning since episode one to send out a <laughs> thank you card to people. But if wow. I had that pen that was in my colors as well, oh my gosh, there would be no excuse. Okay, well, we'll have to do your colors so you can get your color pen. I'll even buy the pens for you. Oh, you don't need to buy the pens. I just want to know what my colors are. Okay. Listeners, I know you want to know what your colors are, too. So, Danielle, I would love to know where listeners can find you online so that they can connect with you and get to know more about you and everything that you do. Okay, great. You can go to my website, which is Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Furman, F as in Frank, U-H-R-M-A-N.com. And when you go to my website, you can actually download my free ebook. And it's called, Is Color Sabotaging You or Supporting You? 
It's a short read. And then if you have any questions, let me know. Or if you want to set up a time to do a strategy session, I would love that. I love that. And listeners, all the links, if you're driving, working out, attempting not to burn dinner, and you can't write it down right now, you can go to thekimsutton.com forward slash PP452, where you will find all the links. Yeah, I burn dinner like every single day, or I just forget to take it out of the freezer. My goodness. Yeah. Girl, I'm going to help you. Please. Yes. Okay. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? Oh, and by the way, thank you so much. My brain is spinning right now. (laughs) Well, you know, I think the most important thing for us to understand is that when you're meeting somebody for the first time, it's not about you, it's about them. And so if you're somebody that tends to wear black and you're, you know, it might not be the best color, try finding your eye color and wear that because it will create the connection, credibility, and trust factor. And that I would say, you know, you might not find the exact color, but because there's millions of colors, but I do have a really good distinction around that. But I would say that that would be just really important. Don't wear black. Black really creates invisible walls, and you don't want that. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.